Thank you for joining The Bevel Talk, Season 16, Episode 2, The Opportunities of Technology for Welding Operators. Today, we're talking with Kim Hayes, the founder and president of ValKim Technologies. You can learn more about Kim and her business from the link in the description below. Let's get right into it. Hello, welcome to Bevel Talk. We're back with Kimberly Hayes from ValKim Technologies. Kim, how are you doing today? Good, good. Yourself? I'm doing great. Thank you much. So I want to pick up where we left off, where we were having a conversation uh, really about phased array, the changes that, that have been necessitated through COVID, um, et cetera. But I want to talk around the the operator, the welding operator, the site foreman. With these shifts in technology, what's changing for them? What do they need to know? And how do inspectors and welders and everybody come together to continue to move down this path? Very good point. Um, I think there's a benefit that's happened in this forced state of change is the way we've used to have done it in the past is not the way we need to do it in the future. And so there needs to really be just a personal mind shift that whole, but the problem is there's so much depth of knowledge and expertise that's aging out um, that we need to find ways not to lose that um, importance. And I think there are digital means in which we can do that and understanding that it's passing the baton to continue our passion and our mission around quality. And especially in NDT, we think about, you know, it's saving lives and saving assets. So the mission plan needs to be first, right? So these technologies are not meant to threaten. They're meant to augment. So I feel from like project, the owner operators are making these, you know, claims and transitions of digital transformation. Well, the backend organization needs to also follow that and understand what are their, what are our marching orders? How do we know? And the one thing, if I had an article that what published last January, and it was basically radiography um, migration. And the tough thing is when you have, let's say, an asset, a refinery, they've got their third-party inspection company on site, and they're doing film. They've already depreciated. Their their people are trained on it. And then there's the discussion of going to digital. And there's a training requirement. There's a capital expenditure And then there's also procurement on the other side saying low cost. So there needs to be these um, long range plan partnerships of where are we going? How do we get there? And how do we do this and bring the Americas or the global welding community in general to a higher standard? And it's not done underneath the shield of any corporate banner, in my opinion. And I can say that now that I don't have to stand behind one. I think they're all great especially when it comes to global continuity, because when that switch flips, there's a leveling of the waters everywhere when a new technology comes on board. But we need to also look at the little people who are coming around with these clever ways of doing X and open our mind just because it's different than the way we used to do it doesn't mean it's bad. So, so yeah, how technology do do is coming and we need to capture, I guess if I had to summarize, those are the two things. AI, ML, robotics, things like that. There are things that we can augment that used to be labor intensive 
but we need to capture all of that expertise and it shouldn't be a threat, but it should be something we warmly embrace. How do we, as welding operators, welding industry, um, welding inspectors, how do we drive for that? It's almost like it's got to be grassroots. We've got to accept it. Uh, Welding operators have to accept it and we all have to move forward together. Yep. And one of the things I, I often, and I'm, lucky that I kind of was in that umbrella and, and had good friends and relationships on the welding side. And I always viewed it in my internal I you know, eyes that we're more the same than different. But when you get out in field sometimes it it becomes this um bone of contention because us first them. Yes. I, I was, I've I've had many discussions we'll, we'll call them discussions with inspectors and some I might have been right. Some I might not have been. I don't know. I'm 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 a little bit older and a little different than I was back then. But the big thing is that if we really want to improve, right is not the center point of the question, right? Um, quality is, and so I believe that we should have more engagements across that aisle. And the better we understand both sides, and then the, it it elevates the waters equally. And I do believe that as like additive manufacturing and all of these types of robotic cobots, there's going to be um, a a narrowing of the divide. And either we can be pulled through that or we can be proactive uh, driving it. And I prefer we start having those discussions now to drive it. And there's really cool technologies that just because it's maybe have been in the medical industry and we didn't look at it in ours, um, uh, but they have a fit. Well, we need to kind of come and, and meet the grounds. Like just a minute ago, I had a call because uh, with a medical, uh, an environmental thing, because I'm trying to find this certain pump to get these VOC acquisitions, right? Well, they don't know our industry. I don't know their industry, but we need to start reaching across all industry aisles to try to pull in some of those technologies that are out there and roll them into our improvement scope. So it's not the sparkies and the welders against each other, right? We're no, all moving together, together. I hope we, if, we, and I think you might, my favorite quote is uh, by Wayne Dyer. If you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And that's so true that if we didn't look at the other side of the aisle as opposition, but found that there's a synergy for both levels to improve um, and understand, then I think we can really, deliver better products to the industry. And it doesn't, the commercial side, sorry, this is me, but I don't think, you know, the economics of it shouldn't be driving how we really press towards quality. And that opposition, unfortunately, it does become a productivity issue when you go from radiography to advanced ultrasonics on a pipeline project. You know, there's a learning curve sometimes that your welders have to go through as well as, you know, both sides. So why don't we hit that, hit that ball early and make that uh, close engagement with advanced ultrasonics and radiography tighter instead of still everything being, you know, at the union halls and the like. It's all been tested radiography. Weld preheating can send costs and schedules out of control. Harness the heat with arc reach heating systems from Miller. This induction heating equipment uses alternating electromagnetic currents to generate heat in workpieces. 
so welders can do their own preheating quickly and safely. For more information on induction heating, visit MillerWelds.com slash induction. So talk, talk to me about that. When, what are some of the changes a welding operator needs to, to make when they go from RT to, to uh, phased array? What, what is that? What does that look like from an operator's perspective? I mean, from a they, welder or an op- owner operator? A, a welding operator. Let, let's okay, talk yeah. right down at the arcs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you're going to catch things that, you know, you didn't before, lack of sidewall fusion, you know, cracks. So, you know, I think it's not us or them. It's not one or the other. There's definite um, value in that data fusion and the homogeny between the both. Because if you really, but knowing that you will see, um, you know, the pepper in, in all of it with that both being there, uh, and not look at that oversensitivity in a way as a scrutiny on your performance because it's not that. It's just, um, and again, it, it, the codes and standards sometimes they're, you know, they're engineered to excess. So some of this granular uh, detections, you know, you can filter some of that out. But, um, you know, we ought to strive to try to make sure we get any kind of corrective action information possible to make us better and not look at that information as a fail or a kick me off the job type of a thing. But I encourage welders to get to understand it. Um, uh, go to your, you know, NDT training areas around and either talk to the inspectors and on both sides, you know, sit and look over their shoulder if you can. I think on both sides, there's value to sit there and really understanding what's it's there. But again, the main thing is just the reject rate, learning how to, welders are great. They'll figure it out. It just may take a little bit of time. So your timeline might shift to the right and your reject rate pops a little bit, but you'll, you'll get it back in harmony, but it'd be better to do it before you make that migration. than uh, on the job, they're usually the last ones to know the project's the one that made that decision, right? (laughs) So then from an owner, an owner operator perspective, what does that shift look like? New construction, um, new construction. It, one thing I like is in that is there's a value in having your, um, digital data from that weld, where if you were able to take, you know, the welder input, the welder information, the actual operational, um, parameters, dump that into, let's say, an advanced ultrasonics system, digitally analyze it, export that back into the actual isometric, then you've really got a cradle-to-grave digital footprint of your asset, so a true digital twin. So that that being one, um, but from an owner-operator, sometimes they don't want to find too much if it's on a repair. I mean, there's just... We have to change the way we think about some of that stuff. Um, and I think also there's a, there's a, a lack of, un, of uh, seeking to understand on the owner operator's side too. It's like, we, I know welding and I know welding well. Some of that blue screen of death, I'm not sure about, but that's not my world, you know? But mm-hmm. I think if, we, if that perspective changed a little bit, I think, um, and it wasn't, sometimes I also think the advanced ultrasonics people like to keep that mystification. Um, as to keep that 
uh, cost, I guess, if I can say it politely. Um, but I think if we really focused on on letting the welder understand that this is this is what it's given you, how you use it after that, that's 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 up to you. But it's going to be more information than a you know just a flat X ray film. Mm-hmm. So it's a change in mindset. Um, and but the big thing is about understanding what's going on there, changing the way you look at that um, data feedback, try to use it as a course correction and improvement roadmap. A lot of that's really hard to do because as you mentioned, you know, the the welder shortage that, that we already have and that we're continuing to face, we're losing tribal knowledge, we're losing operators, productivity becomes even more critical. How do we that's the main reason I feel that this is a, a very important conversation to be having now is because the aging out, a large part of, I know my kids, you know, getting in the dirt and things like that is not really where they want to be. They want to sit in their gaming chair and look at that screen. Um, uh, as well as, you know, the, I think we need to, the feedback loops and quality and, and, it, and being able to watch, our mimic in the digital arena, the workflow that goes on in a whole weld and inspection process, you know, bring that digital element into it. And then also the machine learning capabilities to augment and compensate where we accidentally, you know, aren't maybe paying as much attention or the next generation isn't taking into consideration the older generation's tribal knowledge. It's like my car, you know, if I, look away, it'll drift me right back in the center. That's technology compensating for, you know, my lack of paying attention. But I think that now is the important time to start really taking the digital. And and that by meaning too, I, I remember when we were doing CML, TMLs, thickness measurement locations with just a conventional zero degree ultrasound running around. You ask a NDT technician, you know, what do you do? And then what do you do? Trying to get a, a workflow a decision matrix from A to B, trying to get every single component. You know, they'll tell you some, but when you go and follow them, you're going to find 10 other things that they did that they didn't tell you about because it's in their muscle memory. Tell me how to make a peanut butter jelly sandwich, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, where'd the bread come from? How'd you get the (laughs) bread on the counter? (laughs) Perfect. Right? Yes. Yeah. I I do that with my kids sometimes. I think it drives them nuts. All right, well, explain to me what you did. And what about this? Okay. But if we so, all, if we cap, we can't lose it. That's the important thing. And I think the fact that our our generational deficiency in the backfill, they're going to be attracted to this robotics and you know digital imaging and three D whatever. So it, it's that transition that we need to not oppose, but we need to document. We need to capture, and hopefully we'll draw in new new blood. I mean, I'm in my exit strategy right now myself, but I do want to disrupt it as much as I can and hopefully draw in more younger and even more female. I mean, what my industry is only 4% women um, Mm -hmm. has been pretty much the whole time. And I think women can fit well in this space. We need to draw them in and let them know it's okay. Most of the guys won't admit it, but women make better welders than men. They pay much better attention to the details that we need to have. So that's what I hear, but yeah. but you didn't hear that from me. No, that's what I hear in these forums, but that's not what you hear in the, in the field. But yeah. So what I'm really is a recap. 
we have a really unique opportunity here to to make some shifts relatively quickly as we're seeing a change in dynamic demographic um, skill level when it comes to technology and other things of a weld operator um, and that it's coming and that both both sides are, are all involved inspectors welding operators owner operators all need to continue to look forward so that we can get to the powerful new technology relatively new technology to be better as an industry as a whole yeah. And I think it's it's important that those who do see that now are g- going to be the ones that are going to kind of take the lead in the front. And um, like even this week, I'm going to be in Houston. I'm going to a, a pipe fabrication place and we're talking exactly these same things, you know, that us and them needs to pretty much go away. The the whole we're in this we're we all have that stamp of pride around that weld from the from the fabrication to the inspection. And, and truly um, bringing that in and, and embracing what technology has to give us, then it's really going to bring us to that next level and compensate for the things that we're losing. So it's just the really needs to be um, unified in the way that we all agree. And in some of the conferences, I'm actually seeing that. Like I just presented last month at the COBOT for AWS, and I'm actually going to be at the IEC this year that was pushed from February, you know, it's neat because normally NDT wasn't in those conferences. So it, the, the world is shifting for sure. Thank goodness. Yeah. Well, Kim, thanks for being with us today. Uh, look forward to continuing our conversation a little bit. All right. Thank you.